0: It's almost there. Yes, we are live. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to the band podcast. Uh this is the inaugural episode of a new series we're doing called IGDN Spotlight, where we uh highlight some of the great publishers who are in the indie game developer network. Uh, On our first show, we have Mr. Matthew Orr from Wedding Games. How you doing, sir?
1: Hello. Uh
0: So I didn't mean to engage my full host personality at once. But no, no, no.
1: It, I'm it. laughing at your your pronunciation of wet ink. I've recently it's recently been pointed out to me that it, if you say it too fast it sounds like wedding games uh, oh, and okay. uh, so you did and I often do as well. So my my ear's been tuned to it now. So wet ink uh you know ideas so fresh the wet the ink hasn't dried. That's kind of our idea behind the name.
0: New ideas hot off the presses.
1: That's exactly right. Ink is Could dope. call it hot press games, but that's got kind of a different sound to it.
0: At different connotations. I got you. Um, well, hey, Ed, since we're talking about the name of your company for the last ten seconds, let's. Um, what else? What, what are you guys known for? What does wet ink do?
1: <laughs> uh, we primarily, so far, have made role-playing games. Uh, that is going about to change, and that's what we're here to talk about. But uh, probably our biggest bestseller has been uh over the last few years never going home which is a horror game set in the trenches of world war one uh then you mix in some horrible horrible magic in on top of that and you get you know undead and wizards and uh horrible monsters and tentacle beasts and stuff like that but it's also still the trenches and the gas and the bullets and stuff like that um that's uh we've also had some success recently uh co-publishing uh from with feral indie studios uh mm-hmm. they have produced a pair of pair of books uh system agnostic source books one makes the the woods into a terrible place to be and the one that came out this year early early this year is uh makes the city into a terrible place to be um so those are some some hits for us in the in recent years
0: nice yeah um supernatural world war one is kind of my jam i wrote a game a few years ago called kaiser's gate that uh deals with similar themes so that's that's very interesting to me and people can find wet ink games at <laughs> weddinggames.com and yeah, um,
1: weddinggames.com that's kind of our clearinghouse but uh uh also on drive Through rpg and mm-hmm. uh uh I, ipr indie press revolution that's that's all the places uh i'm also writing down kaiser's gate that's uh, i'll go check that out that's uh Sounds great yeah, to me. we've done a, di- a
0: few different versions, um, most recently for Savage Worlds and 5e a few years ago. Um, that's, But you know what? <laughs> let's just talk about your game. I, I love uh, the art uh, you've got on the cover here for Never Going Home. Yeah. It really sets the tone. I like that.
1: It's it's incredible art. Charles Fergus Navery is the artist. He did all the art for the game, and uh, so he's, he's uh, yeah. He's quite a quite a quite a master of his craft, and yeah, we keep hiring him to do more art because he's really good.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check this out. This, um, so what system art did, did you guys use for this?
1: So that was the first game that used what we call the plus one system, which okay. is a d6 dice pool and a deck of playing cards. So your skill rolls are your d6s, and then each of our different plus one games. There are currently four out, and a fifth one in development. Mm-hmm. Uh, They use the cards for something different. So in the never going home setting, which is this Eldritch corruption sort of thing, they effectively are your, your humanity. And every time you spend a card to do an in-game effect, you're burning away some of yourself uh, to do that. So you both do and do not want to play your cards.
0: Understood. Makes for more interesting game, but it's a bad time for your character. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Cool. And, um, Talking about uh, modern stuff. Did you we just lose my video completely?
1: Uh, yeah, you're you're off.
0: That is really odd. Jeez, hang on one second. Um, stop cam, start cam. Oh, watcher. Yeah, I'm gonna be a aw- lot aw- aw- Apologies for that, but um, yikes! Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, all right, Captain. Let's go to the backup. One second. Uh, camera, integrated webcam going to the low definition camera. Is that gonna? That is not maybe let's try it uh, hey there we go i lower resolution but i'm back so all right let's talk about the new project you guys have um yeah. zero day war um let zero me day get war. that link up this is a card-based computer hacking game in a space-faring future which Absolutely sounds right. very interesting i'm going to share the link and then share smart while i'm doing that can you kind of tell the folks at home uh what this game is all about
1: yeah, so this is going to be our first foray into a non-role-playing game. We've done a couple role-playing games in a box already. So mm-hmm. cards in a box is not something that uh, we're afraid of as far from a protection side. But from just the design side, it's like not a role-playing game. And um, our, designer, our, our, de- our designer, graphic designer and, de- and uh, layout artist who's worked on several of our projects uh, Matthias Benici, he he made this game. He's designed several games, and so we are going to be publishing this card game. It uh, mm-hmm. uses a grid of cards, and they uh, the we've had the art done by Lucy Shearer, who is uh, fantastic. Very vibrant color scheme for the game, uh, but those will be the data cards that are part of the network. Right? It's it's in the you know twenty twenty or something you know something kind of year and uh it is uh that that would be a two two xx not 2020 right um you know it's 22 something or other and um humans live all the way out to saturn and each world has their own sort of motivations as far as like what they want on the network uh and then the zero day war is there's a blip uh of the security protocols which allows uh Every planet to go for uh, their own the, to hack the the hack the system, right? Mm-hmm. So the you're going to make this uh, tableau of cards uh, for a fewer players. It's a three by three grid. For more players, it's a four by four grid, and that's the data cards. There'll be financial information, uh, transport information, uh, manufacturing information, communications information. Obviously, they're just cards that say that that's what they are, but they've got the great art. Um, and then you, as the players, uh, you know, you'll be having your planet that you're from. You'll be from Luna, or you'll be from Titan, or you'll be from Mars, and you are going to be playing exploit cards to the outside of this tableau, which will activate across the grid that the the column or line that they are placed in uh, to steal that cards from that data. Uh, exploit cards have one to four uh, times, uh, you know, the time their time counts down. So if you play a um, a, a one length time exploit card, uh, it'll go off in the next round. If you play a four time exploit card, it'll take four turns before it activates, and stuff that you were trying to capture in that row may have gotten re- rearranged, stolen, whatever, by the time that that exploit card actually activates. But usually the longer times are, are stronger cards, right? That's pretty you know, it, we've said a couple times, we're not like reinventing the wheel with this, this you need the mechanics that are happening here um but it it's fun we played it it plays quickly it's a it's got this hacker theme you know play exploits collect the cards score matching points you know each of the different worlds has uh has a different sort of uh bonus scoring that's your your player scoring like i'm looking at venus right now so venus has plus two points for every transport at transport card you steal and plus one for every food related food production Thing you you manage to steal, so it's uh, you know all the different worlds have different uh, different uh, bonuses like that, and that kind of gives you your motivation for what data you're trying to steal out of the network. So um, that's like I said, that's that's pretty quick uh, overview of the game and the gameplay, um, and I can answer any questions that you might have about it.
0: No, it it's it sounds pretty interesting. Um... So it's a zero-day war between different planetary factions. Um, Mm -hmm. What's the victory condition?
1: Uh, You know, like most games, it's to score the most points. Okay. Uh, You know, based on the cards that you're able to steal, whether they're any good for you or not. Um, You know, if you end up with cards that aren't worth anything because, you know, because someone's replaced the valuable card in the grid, they, they play an exploit that swaps a card, and then you don't steal what you're trying to get, you know, you may not have any mat you may not have any what you're trying to collect and you don't score any points but uh you know the most points wins right uh,
0: okay let's yeah. uh, let's look at some of this art you got because um as you mentioned before you've got an amazing artist on this um so this is the communication image
1: that's it yeah
0: and then currency and manufacturing
1: yeah it's yeah, zero this- g zero g manufacturing there
0: yeah. Nice color scheme, as you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. we had that one there twice and I, this is my favorite transportation, but I'm a sucker for the, uh, the shuttle-like vehicles you got there. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Lucy is Lucy Shearer. Again, uh, it's great. Like her work is full of these sort of like, you know, boldly contrasting colors, like, you know, two, two pastels that really complement each other. And so that's, that's the art that she brought into here. Um, you know, she did the cover for the game as well. So, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, that's kind of our brand as wet ink is to hire a really great artist and have them draw you a really great cover. And, uh, that gets people to stop and look at the game. Uh, we've used that, like you were, you're saying with the never going home, we were looking at earlier, like Charlie's art is great. And so it's on the cover of the book it's on the cover of every single one. And Lucy, we met her at origins a couple of years ago and really liked her style, had been in touch and she's done the art for the game. So it's, uh, Uh, you know again we're using that the same design aesthetic that we've tried to establish as like wet ink and what we do into this card game where it's like just let people do their stuff and get out of the way you know the we've got a good game design in matthias a good artist in lucy just let them work and you know that's that's kind of our hope for the uh, you know hope it's a success you know yeah
0: no i uh, i can empathize with you because i uh I've seen a lot of publishers who like to fiddle with the art and you know, every aspect of production when maybe, especially for the art. Um, I, I agree with you that sometimes it's really smartest to let the artist be the artist and, you know, mm-hmm. you hire them for talents and their vision, Let them use their talents and their vision and don't, you know, go in and taste their soup halfway through and say, you know, maybe you should, you know,
1: well, right. And, and, You know different artists are different to work with Uh, Lucy did a bunch of sketches and she's like, you know, we were like, okay, we need we transport we need food we need whatever all the stuff all the different uh, kinds of data that you can be stolen. We need images for all these and she did several sketches and then we picked the ones that we liked and she finished them out and it was a very Mm -hmm. straightforward working relationship in that that case, you know, which is, it was great to work with her. So
0: Can I ask how the printing process has been for the cards?
1: uh well since we're funding this uh this we're here to talk about the funding which uh you can follow the link now uh we launch funding in um january january 16th is our launch date for this game so uh, it hasn't been printed yet uh but we are uh earlier tonight i was taking care of some of the uh the, the documentation stuff that we need to get our uh one of our our previous products shipped uh, so we've shipped, we've, we've printed cards before um, as a company, we have a manufacturer that we like, and uh, we've worked with them now on a couple projects um, they make. So, so we don't expect to have problems, you know, send them the files, they'll show us uh, what those will look like in a box. And then we'll have to make more, we'll have them make, you know, however many copies we need, you know, um, but uh, that has been. I don't, I'm kind of sidestepping your answer because it hasn't happened yet, but I, I hopefully have, have answered it enough, right? Or you can ask it again, I guess.
0: Uh, no, I, I, I honestly I haven't done offset print runs for cards. I've only used mm-hmm. uh, print on demand through uh, one bookshelf, and I've only yeah. Been- I did a D20 deck of cards uh, a few years ago and I'm doing uh, the GM screen, which you do through the card printing interface there too. But I, you know, uh, you hear different things about card printing, um, you know, through Mm -hmm. traditional printers, sometimes, hey, it's great. And sometimes the boat gets lost.
1: You know, that's,
0: you know.
1: Hey, you put that out here in the world. Why are you doing that? Sorry. Uh, Sorry. But uh, yeah, I mean, that that would be, that would be a bad, a bad scene. uh, But it is uh, one of those things that, that really so everything's
0: been good you guys haven't
1: had any of this kind of headaches and I mean not beyond the the certainly not with this project not with Zero Day War because it, it hasn't reached physical form yet uh, the, mm-hmm. the games that we are fulfilling now have had what I would call a normal sort of amount of headaches where you know back and forth with like is this what you want? No, we said like this, and you get a new version of it made up, and and that kind of stuff back and forth to make sure it's it's what you want. But it's as far as like the quality that they produce at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. This will be the, you know, this by the time we're printing Zero Day War, this will be like probably the third major project that we will have done with this particular uh, company. So we don't anticipate problems, but you know. You know, you can never tell what's going to happen. You know, as far as as, far as I got you. something hasn't happened yet.
0: I'm glad it's gone uh, smoothly for you guys so far. Um, just to recap for anyone out there, um, if you search Kickstarter uh, right now for Zero Day War, you can find them. They're launching in about uh, five weeks in mid-January, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Amazing art, sounds like some fun gameplay. Um, the link is also on the screen right now for those of you watching in glorious video. Um, that's kickstarter.com slash projects, uh, Jiangshi, J I N J I A N G S H I and zero dash day war. Or find it in the show notes, um, which are, you know, right there on YouTube. Um, and go to their website, wetinkgames.com, and you can check out Never Going Home, which really does look really uh, like a very creepy take on a Supernatural World War One So that's stuff I'm going to check out. It looks like you guys were nominated for an Emmy in 2020. Best art, so uh, Congratulations yeah. on
1: that. The the Never Going Home was nominated for an innie and uh the the uh the eponymous Zhangxi, which still remains in our, our URL forever, uh won an award for best setting. And uh, just this year we also won an inny for Sis and Citadel, which is one of those uh I didn't say the name of it before, but that's the Feral Indie collaboration that uh the terrible cities um so we've 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 won two, been nominated for a third um, uh, games, so it's uh, we're, we're gonna keep making games that uh, look good and hopefully keep uh, being nominated. That's that's kind of how you you hope to go.
0: Two NES, so you guys are big time. Do you, do you put them both on at once when you, you go to the convention?
1: Uh, well, yeah. I haven't had I I have not brought my previous year's medal back for a second year of wearing the medal, but uh, I did. At Gen Con after we got them, I did wear the medal for a select uh mm-hmm. number of photos and one one social interaction this year. I wore my my second medal. Oh, nice. So I that they're was... actually I mean, they're they're on my they're hanging on the wall where I look at them as I'm working. So you know, just just <laughs> nice. gentle reminders of that, you know, don't slack off because this is what you, you got yeah. a reputation now.
0: Yeah. That's no pressure there. But, uh,
1: <laughs> right
0: i was talking to um uh the guy from uh, rowan rook and deckard um also the guy behind uh that seminal rpg honey heist uh mr grant howitt and yep. um i want to say it was spire but might be in the name wrong uh they won four annies uh one year for various art and design things in other words uh, spires, spires yeah. a good looking game It is a good looking game. There's a picture of him after the ceremony, you know, sort of like the old Bruce Jenner shot after the Olympics with, you know, he was wearing all four medals at once. Kind of fun.
1: Well, that's a, yeah. You know, someday if I ever win four, I will also, yes, wear them all at once. But
0: uh, (laughs) me too. (laughs) Me too. Seems unlikely, but you know, a man can dream. So, sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, it has been a lot of fun talking to you, Matt. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, Once again, folks, uh, check out Wedding Games and uh, do a search for Zero Day War on Kickstarter. You can uh, jump on the bandwagon now. Looks like this is going to be a fun game. Uh, Matt, any closing thoughts before we wrap
1: things up? No, I just really appreciate you coming on, showing your interest, being the first uh, member of the IGDN to come on and uh, get get, uh, the spotlight. Uh, we are our network has I think you're you recently joined that's why this is the why this is why you're doing this right so like our network is uh, full of talent and uh, you know, uh, between you and me will take it'll take all year to to because uh, I interview people from uh, I'm going to be starting interviewing people in January uh, on the YouTube Wet Ink games channel so I'm going to be going through the membership as well.
0: Um, oh, sweet.
1: Just talking to people because we got we it's so many so many talented people so many stinking talented people in our in our network so I look forward yeah. to uh, you know more interviews from you and uh, more promotion of all of our projects so yeah
0: we we should cross promote I just um I've been talking to folks in IDDN for a few years before I uh, before I was a member I had the president on recently I had Craig Campbell on several times I had Tristan Zimmerman the guy behind Shanty Hunters on. And I was like, you know, I've been in publishing for 15 years and I, I've only heard about the IGDN for the last couple. And it seems like such a great organization with so many interesting members doing some interesting things. They should be more out there, perhaps. So but right. this could be one way to help, you know, try to get the word out.
1: Yeah, that's great. But, you, you know, I, I will continue to promote uh, my peers in the, in the network as 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 uh, as long as I can, because it's they're all pretty much all amazing. You're here.
0: Well, hey, thanks for your time. And
1: yeah, thank you for to your our, time.
0: all our viewers. Thanks for checking us out. And we will catch you uh, next time on the Bam podcast. BAMP. BAMF! BAMF.